This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Today, Wednesday, the 16th of May, 2018, Hawaii's Kilauea volcano is still wreaking havoc on the Big Island's southeast side as fissures of lava open and molten rock spill across the ground, burning and covering everything it touches. So far, 20 rivers of lava have opened and more are certain to follow, with now even warnings being issued and news alerts coming in of the possibility for a massive eruption from the mountain itself. The volcano, one of the most active in the world, has already destroyed dozens of homes since its latest eruption began. This, according to Fox News, which stated that President Trump declared a major disaster area in Hawaii on May 11th. Local Channel 2 KHON is reporting that most of Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is now closed and officials say it's possible for a steam-induced explosion to occur at the summit of Kilauea Volcano due to the receding lava lake. And according to ABC News in the U.S., smoke from the Kilauea Volcano has even been visible from the International Space Station, not showing any signs of slowing down. The only thing residents of the island can do is to get out of the way of the red-hot magma and wait. National Public Radio, WNYC Studios, WBEZ Chicago, and This American Life Radio Program have jointly acquired the app Pocket Casts, considered one of the largest podcast aggregation platforms on mobile. The move comes as more and more tech companies are trying to act as the central destination for podcast listening. Apple has its own hugely popular podcasts app for iOS. Spotify is trying to get people listening to them inside of its streaming music app. And Google also offers podcasts as part of Google Play Music. The acquisition price of Pocket Casts is not being disclosed, but according to The Verge, the people behind Pocket Casts are insistent that they chose this path not because of what the buyers paid, but because of who they are. According to one of the original founders, Pocket Casts has had several acquisition offers in the past, whom the management turned down. But the Pocket Casts company is a strong advocate of NPR's stated agenda, and so accepted their acquisition offer over others. There are mixed reviews on potential preferential treatment and content restrictions now that the partially government-funded National Public Radio is involved, but time will tell if search results and open content availability will change with the new ownership. The World War II comedic TV show Hogan's Heroes has gained world fame over the years, and its cast is one of the most memorable in TV history. But one of the actors, Robert Clary, who played LeBeau, the French prisoner of war, had an extremely unique background long before Hogan's Heroes. 
Born as Robert Max Weiderman, the 1st of March 1926 in Paris, France, he was the youngest of 14 children, and at the age of 12, he began a career singing professionally on French radio. But that, and his study of art at the Paris Drawing School, came to an abrupt end in 1942, when because of his Jewish ethnicity, he was deported to the Nazi concentration camp at Otmuth in Upper Silesia, now Poland. Branded as A5714, he was sent to Buchenwald concentration camp where he sang to an audience of SS soldiers every other Sunday, accompanied by an accordionist. In his words, singing and entertaining and being in kind of good health at my age, that's why I survived. I was very immature and young and not really fully realizing what situation I was involved with. I don't know if I would have survived if I really knew that. He has related his horrific experiences in the concentration camp, summarizing it this way. Sometimes I dream about those days. I wake up in a sweat, terrified for fear. I'm about to be sent away to a concentration camp. But I don't hold a grudge because that's a great waste of time. Yes, there's something dark in the human soul. For the most part, human beings are not very nice. That's why when you find those who are, you cherish them. On the 11th of April, 1945, Robert Clary was liberated from Buchenwald, but 12 other members of his immediate family were sent to the Auschwitz concentration camp. When he returned to Paris after World War II, he learned that three of his 13 siblings had not been taken away and had survived the Nazi occupation of France. However, he was the only survivor of those in his family who had been imprisoned. Clary returned to the entertainment business and began singing songs that not only became popular in France, but in the United States as well. Traveling to the U.S. in 1949, he performed a French-language comedy skit on The Ed Wynn Show, and also met Merv Griffin and Eddie Cantor. This eventually led to Clary meeting Cantor's daughter, Natalie Cantor Metzger, whom he married in 1965 after being the closest of friends for 15 years. In 1965, he was offered the role of the French Corporal LeBeau, in the comedy Hogan's Heroes, a story about World War II prisoners of war and their escapades and war efforts right under the Nazis' noses. Robert Clary accepted the role, stating that the fictitious camp in the show, Stalag 13, is not a concentration camp, it's a prisoner of war camp, and that's a world of difference. He also said that although he did not want to diminish what soldiers went through during their internments, it was like night and day from what people endured in concentration camps. He remained close friends with other cast members whose lives had also been affected by the Holocaust as a result of the Jewish heritage, including Werner Klemperer, John Banner, and Leon Askin, who played Colonel Klink, Sergeant Schultz, and General Burkhalter, respectively, in Hogan's Heroes. In 2001, Robert Clary wrote an autobiography about his life and has also spent several years touring Canada and the United States speaking about the Holocaust. He is now a painter, painting from actual photographs that he has taken on his travels. Sometimes there is more background than meets the eye when you watch a show, and the lives of the actors aren't all scandal and gossip. Sometimes, like in the case of Robert Clary, the real-life story is far more dramatic than the character's story they portrayed in the films. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives believers some direction on prayer, direction that should orient and perhaps reorient how we as Christians communicate with God. 
Jesus says in Matthew, And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This verse is explaining that when praying, we don't need to coerce or persuade or nag God to ensure that he will hear and answer our prayers or to in some way convince him that our requests are sincere. The reformer Martin Luther put it this way, by our praying, we are instructing ourselves more than we are him. Our prayers, no matter how eloquent or earnest, can never inform God of a situation because he knows all. He has already planned all. But our hearts tend to elevate themselves and tend to feel that we can accomplish much without God. So sincere prayer changes our attitude to one of humble reverence and communion to the one true God. Through prayer, we can share with God all manner of needs, burdens, and heartfelt concerns, even though God knows what you need before you ask him. Now, this can easily be construed into a rationalization for praying less, but bear in mind that God delights to hear us and commune with us more than we ever delight to commune with him. He loved us first and with a greater intensity than we could ever love him. Our sincere prayer requests to him reveal more and more all God's wonderful attributes to us. And as Christians, our responsibility and privilege in prayer is to simply approach him with sincerity, purpose, and true devotion. The Lord answers us in infinitely better ways than we want or expect, but he always answers. We have an incredible avenue to communicate with our Father and humbling ourselves, we seek for and ask for his will, coming to him to praise who he is, the God of all things. And communing with him puts us in a state of acknowledgement of who he is and what we are. May our prayers change our carnally prideful nature into one of meekness and humbleness, one of submission to the one true will of God. Speak, O Lord, and renew our minds. Help us grasp the heights of your plans for us. Truths unchanged. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.